Welcome to the Missing Chapter Podcast, where you will hear some of the least known, obscure, and entertaining stories the history textbooks left out. Starring Phil Horander and Phil Schaff. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before we get into this missing chapter short, we would like to dedicate this episode to all the mothers listening in. We have a special episode today in honor of Mother's Day to highlight something we already know, how important mothers are to any family and how much mothers do for their children that they will never receive sufficient credit for. So thank you to all the moms in our lives for all you do for us and our families. This one's for you. This missing chapter episode starts with a young boy who grew up in the 19th century with an affinity for the ocean. The problem was, he lived in Ohio. However, he did have two bodies of water nearby to appease that desire, the Ohio and Erie Canals. But his attraction to water contradicted his ability to actually swim. But as soon as he was of age, he got his first job on the canal, following in his late father's footsteps who was one of the workers digging the original Erie Canal. The boy's job was dangerous, especially because he wasn't a good swimmer. And it wasn't the most glorious job either. He was a canal driver. He would drive mules down the sides of the canal, towing any boats that needed a lift. It was the lowest paying and far from the most dignified position on the job. But it was on this job that his life would be transformed forever. Not because of a skill he had learned or a connection he had made, but because of a terrifying accident. This boy, who was typically pretty sure on his feet, was trying to coil a loose rope one night on the job. He lost his balance, fell headfirst over a railing into the freezing cold waters of the canal. Trying to find enough air to scream for help, he gasped, belted out a yell as best as he could to try to get someone's attention. The problem was it was pretty late at night and no one could hear his cry. Struggling mightily, he thrashed about and touched a rope hanging from the nearby deck. He grabbed onto it as tightly as he could, pulled himself up and collapsed onto the deck above. He was quoted this night saying, I felt I was coming to drowning. At length, however, the rope held and I was able to draw myself up until I could get a breath of air above the stagnant, stifling water. My feeble calls for help received no response from the sleeping people in the boat. I was curious to know what had caused the rope to stop unwinding and carefully examining it, I found that just where it came over the edge of the boat, it had been drawn into a crack and there knotted itself. I sat down in the cold of the night and in my wet clothes, I thought about the matter. I thought God had saved me for something greater and better than canaling. So, as he composed himself, he fixed his eyes on that rope, which he had used to save himself from drowning. 
pondering the probability of that rope not only being there at that moment, but being taut enough to pull himself up. How is that possible, he thought. It wasn't tied off, and the only thing that kept him from pulling the rope into the water with him was that somehow the rope had miraculously gotten wedged into a crack in the planks of the deck. That looming question, how did that happen? It's a question that haunted him at that moment. However, the answer to that question isn't focused around the coincidence of the rope, but the devout faith of his mother. He gathered himself together and started to trudge his way home. But he swallowed a lot of water and was chilled to the bone. He already started to run a high fever from the cold waters, and as he shivered his way into his log cabin home, he saw a light. And through the window, there was his mother, on her knees with an open Bible in front of her. So at that very moment, her son was struggling in and out of the waters. She had been praying. And the verse she was praying? Psalm 86, 16, which says, O turn to me and have mercy upon me. Give strength to thy servant and save the son of thy handmaid. It was at that moment, unbeknownst to his mom, that her son almost drowned. This young boy knew it was his mother's prayer that actually saved his life. He threw open the door and fell into her arms. Because of the chill and fever, he developed malaria, and his mother feared that she would soon lose her youngest son. But he eventually recovered, and after this agonizing experience in recovery, his mother begged him to go to school rather than to return to the job that almost cost him his life. She saved $17 that he would use to go to school. So, in the fall of 1851, this young man took the money and went to school. Five years later, he graduated from Williams College in Massachusetts and then became a professor. Within one year, he would become the school's president. He was then elected to the Ohio Senate in 1859. In 1862, he successfully led a brigade at Middle Creek, Kentucky against Confederate troops, which got him promoted to Brigadier General. Two years later, he was promoted once again to now Major General of Volunteers. Not only that, he was elected to Congress and wasn't just mildly successful, he actually won re-election repeatedly for 18 years. According to him, it wasn't just his popularity that got him this position, it was his faith he gained from his mother on that scary night. He said, no man can understand the history of any nation or of the world who does not recognize in it the power of God and behold his stately goings forth as he walks among the nations. It is his hand that is moving the vast superstructure of human history. It was this devout belief that caused revivals in people's lives across the nation, inspiring hundreds of his friends and family members to believe in Jesus. And upon seeing the impact the gospel had on their own lives from this young man, many felt that he could actually be trusted to run a nation. So, in 1881, this young man would be elected the 20th president of the United States, James A. Garfield. And his mother? Well, she became the first mother of a president to see her son sworn in, and the first mother 
of a president to live in the White House, all because of an accident and a prayer. This has been a Missing Chapter Short, your quick fix for one of history's forgotten stories in a busy world. Listen to more shorts as well as full-length episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other major podcast providers.